What is going on, friends and family? Today is Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. We have got what we hope will be an exciting podcast for you tonight, but at the same time, there's a good chance it could be a train wreck and you might hate us forever because of what happens, and we apologize for that. Before we get too much into it, though, for some reason, we're going to let Walters introduce us, and Josh, I feel like we have to go with the happy one, because otherwise, uh, you know, we're just going to set the tone poorly. So here we go. Walters, take it away. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Ooh, I know that just double played on the stream because I screwed something up. But there's a lot going on in my mind right now. So sorry, YouTube people. That'll sound fine on the podcast version, though. Anywho, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Say hi to the folks, Josh. Hi. Facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, and hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com are all the places you can find us. Be a friend, tell a friend on our journey to 100 subs. We made no progress this week, but we also put in zero effort this week. That's your job. Please do it. We're still at 27 out of 100. Not upset about it, though, but we want to get that custom URL. Segment start times are down in the description below, per usual, uh, for the you audio listeners, and at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram is responsible for all the beautiful art you see. So thank you very much, Mr. Oki and i think it was a podcast or two ago by now but happy engagement good for you bud josh how are we we doing today doing swell i've got i I got an extra 56 minutes of preparation in for this that's Um, more than usual given that much time i didn't necessarily take that much time right it was presented Um, to you yeah it was it was gifted to me how are you gar well i am just living the dream as i do every day um so we'll get into it in the email session, but do you feel like that 56 minutes of um, of extra preparedness, is that going to help you or hinder you in tonight's show? Both. <laughs> Both, huh? What? Uh, go ahead. Well, it, I mean, it's going to help me. It's going to help me provide content for the fans that love to hear hateful Josh. Um, it's going to hinder hateful me Josh. in my overall effort. Okay, I'm interested in hateful Josh. That should be good. Yeah. Um. For some reason, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Can you talk in your mic? No. Okay. I don't like you I, very much. I was being serious. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, my, my level's at the same level it's always at. So, is there? Have you? When's the last time you cleaned your ears? What day is it? <laughs> uh, today is currently Tuesday, October twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty. Monday, October twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Oh, you got! I thought you were gonna say yesterday, you stinker. <laughs> Oh, no. So are we waiting for Walter to do his seven-page intro? <laughs> I guess, dude. I don't know how long we'd have to stall for, but look at that guy. He is still just going and going. Like, how is that well, even? I mean, I told you when I went on their show, he had 14 pages of notes, and I read through maybe a third of them before I realizing it was just the introduction. I don't even know how that's possible. Because, like, Josh, your, your and I note sheet is normally... 
your note your nice note sheet is normally a page to a page and a quarter that's about where we max out at and uh walters looks like he's ready okay i'll unmute him i asked you to unmute yourself can you unmute yourself walters i don't know if you can hear me or not i've asked him to mute himself. but anyways yeah hey you figured out how to do it pal look at that going on and that's our show thanks for us tuning yeah in, that's it everybody night. go to sleep all right good night good night everybody right <sighs> on hey i want to thank you guys so much for having me on uh this week um i know last time we did this in my basement this was a couple seasons ago it was a lot of fun um having you and garlic josh i'm talking to you specifically right now it was fun having you and garlic over my basement and i think Last time I gave complete 100% credit to Garlic for making your guys' podcast, and I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Josh, you've been like the nuts and bolts of this podcast. I mean, you guys are making your own website. I mean, you're doing all this fancy stuff that I just don't have time for. So I give you kudos, man. Thank you. But Gar does quite a bit as well. I'd say we split it about 40 40. <laughs> Where's the other 20? Stop. What? Where's the other 20 go? I don't know. It kind of just floats around in the ether. The ether, the ether, <laughs> huh? Well, Walters, I guess I don't know how much of an intro you did to this, but obviously anyone who's listening and watching right now, you can see um, that we are doing a crossover event with the Victorious POD. For some reason, it's not the fact that Walters is desperate for a co-host, and this is what he wanted to do because his Jack is getting married, but... Jack got married. Oh, he's already been married. I thought it was this coming yeah, weekend. Has... No. No, it was last weekend, definitely. Oh, good um, for I him. haven't heard from him. So I don't know exactly what's going on with him. I don't know if she said yes, if he said no. I... Oh, so he, like, he could have been left at the altar for all we know, and that's why he's not here? He's ghosted me all week. It's been weird. Oh. Well, I have an inside source that says he responded with my wife in the Victorious chat on GroupMe. So I'm going to go ahead and assume she said yes. Unless okay, she, he refused to accept the no and she's trapped in the basement now. I can also say that <laughs> J Jack has texted me multiple times just today. So is there a conflict between in the Victorious POD right now? Is there a reason you guys aren't talking? Do you actually hate each other? Is there beef in the... <laughs> I may have been a little harsh on him for not getting my show notes together for me this week. Oh. So I don't know if you got all the show notes where I do all the media stuff and get all the tech and stuff set up. So that's, I was, I was a little irate that I had to do all the, uh, all the notes this week. Before, before this thing derails even further, I think that we have to be the first people in history to be live streaming together talking about the same crap about our own fantasy football leagues. I don't think anybody else has ever tried to attempt this on YouTube ever. So I, we are pioneers, pioneers. I tell you, well, just law of averages and numbers and, you know, math and algebra geometry says you're wrong. So, cause I'm sure that people have done it before. I wouldn't give it a hundred percent, but it has can't necessarily say for certain. What'd you say, Walters? It hasn't looked this good. Well, that's that's for certain. The now, oh, yeah. that, now that the natural daylight's gone, it's just my monitor light that's on my face, so I look extra pale. So I'm sure that's great on the YouTubes as well. 
Yeah, Fantasty Zone. What do you guys got? Yeah, let's 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 get going in here, Walter. So we call it the Fantasty Zone. I noticed that you very originally called it the Fan Interaction Zone. Um, is there? Are you just like blatantly plagiarizing us, or what's the deal here, pal? Uh, it's a work in progress. Um, you cannot even come after me for one bit of accusing me for plagiarism because you stole half of al and i's old bit so don't even don't even go there buddy excuse me that's very rude really i've never stolen anything ever in my entire life <laughs> i'm trying to find one of the bits in our <laughs> show today that was once yours and al's <laughs> let's let's not do this All we right, got what do you guys snack? we, we no, got you got i got it as stop stop walters shh 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 all right. So as always, we got an email from the Brian Kadoop last week. Show recap 1020 is the subject line. Gentlemen, I continue to learn and learn from the Hoodcast. Nefarious. Now that's a 25 cent word. He used correctly too. Nice job, Gar. Overall, the show was solid, although I am not so sure about this Josh being prepared stuff. His two-minute drill was very hard to follow and felt rushed. Was probably some good references, but I couldn't keep up. So I guess I am talking out of both sides of my mouth. Josh needs to prepare more. Josh is overprepared. Yes, I am a hypocrite. Josh did have the line of the show. I have no idea how time works. I literally started laughing out loud. Enjoyed the Fave 5 recap. I have good memories of eating cereal on Saturday morning with Bradley watching many of the ones mentioned. Nice job, all Hoodcast contributors. This segment you guys have added is way more engaging than breaking down film of every game. This is turning into entertainment. Nice job. Love the grum. He lists out his fave five, and then he says, Brian, no reference this week, as my last week's reference went over the head of the hosts, and that made me sad. So on his Team Garlic shirt, uh, his, I guess his quote, because everyone had a slogan on there, his was on his shirt was fifth in line to the throne. So I got the reference, but I didn't get that it was on his shirt, so he's offended about that. A little bit of a diva over here, Mr. Brian. But So that's what we heard from Brian. Uh, Walters, do you have do you have anything? Do we want to go back and forth here? Because I've got plenty of stuff, but I don't know how much fan interaction you got this week. Well, we are not on the level of the hood cast to, with fan interaction. Um, it, was, it was a regular week for us with fan interaction. Uh, Alex, the Alex Williams technical alcoholic, uh, wh- whatever you want to call him. I mean, he's always changing his name. It's so confusing. He left us a comment on YouTube and it was very in depth. It was very, it almost blew my mind with how captivating his words were. He said first, and that was it just first. So that was all of our fan interaction that we had this week. So Gar, we'll throw it back to you. <laughs> oh man. That's uh and how many how many subscribers do you guys have on YouTube? Currently, we are at forty four. Wow, a lot of a lot of high quality subscribers you got over there on the Victorious POD. Uh, we got. I don't know how to talk, Gar. <laughs> we got a second. Don't you talk? I'll talk about whatever I want. Thank you. Uh, we got a second email this week from the just recently mentioned um, Alzheimer's Al, Audio Al, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he uh, subject line debate. Hey, Josh Seven Gar. I, I want to. Oh, you want to read the email? Go for it. Well, I was going to say, hey, Josh Seven Gar. <laughs> I want to talk about rookies this week. Who do you think will be the best fantasy running back long term? Ceh. JT, 
RB1 <laughs> season, other? That's James Robinson, by the way. Um, same question for wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, CD's nuts, or other? Gracias, Alzheimer's Al. Uh, so, Josh, is that seven? Is he rating you a seven? Is he rating me a seven? What is the seven? Because I am out of the loop on that. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's keyboard talk for and because the shift button typically when you push shift seven leads to the and symbol. An ampersand, some may say. See, Josh, that's why we keep you around, because you can big brain this thing. Uh, but how do you answer his question? He gave us a nice little discussion question here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the other um, running backs. Obviously, um, I think CEH is in the best spot. Jonathan Taylor has Phillip Rivers, but um, also has Marlon Mack when he comes back from injury. And nah, Phillip Rivers is This is the last injured. year on his contract for yeah. Mack. Oh, it is for Mac. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do like, I do think CEH, um, what scares me about RB one, um, Robinson is the, his draft capital wasn't that high necessarily. Um, he's getting touches, but it, it's because Minshew loves checking down to him as well. That team is kind of imploding. So I'm kind of hesitant to say he's going to have the best long-term. He's definitely doing the best short-term right now. I'd say he's better than CEH as far as fantasy value goes. Um, for wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, um, it's hard to deny his talent. Um, and he's by far, uh, the one that sticks out to me the most as far as rookies might be because I have to watch him play most weeks. Um, but I do like what he's doing. LaVisca Chenault is doing well. Um, what about you, Gar? Do you have any ideas? Well, let's get, let's not forget. We're doing a crossover event here. What do you think, Walters, who, which rookie uh, running back and receiver do you think have the most promising future here in the NFL? Uh, I wasn't listening to anything that Josh said, so I'm going to say that Just I say think C.D. Lamb probably has highest potential, uh, but I also like Justin Jefferson. I mean, Justin Jefferson has shown flashes so far. Um, it just really makes me wonder what Justin Jefferson can do when he has a quarterback throwing to him that actually has more than a half second to throw the football. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Running back-wise, um, I would say it's a little too early to tell but um, I, I would have to say, probably JT is probably one of my, one of my guys that I've been watching closely. I know Ceh has been hyped up all year, but um, I've been kind of a JT guy this year. Sure, I think that's fair. Some guys, I mean, you, we've listed all the big name ones, but some guys that for long term value we might have missed would be J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Miles Gaskin, Antonio Gibson. I'm pretty sure Gaskin's a rookie this year, but Gibson for sure is. So those are all guys that are uh, showing promise early as well. I know J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers specifically are starting a little slower. Um, for me, I guess it would probably be JT just based on how the Colts like to run their offensive line. It's usually pretty beefy. Um, but I agree that the most, the best long-term value is probably, I mean, CH is tough to go against just because Casey is so prolific right now, but they could always get figured out and stop. So I guess final answer, I'll say JT. AJ Dillon. Good yeah. pick. No, no, no. Those quads will break his bones at some point. They're just too big. You'd be nice to the quadacy. Oh, and then for, I'll, I'll just quickly pick Justin Jefferson and do the homer pick with wide receivers. Um, yeah, so though that was the email. Al, I hope you liked it. Also, shout out to Al in the chat. He said, this is the sexiest three-way I've ever witnessed. So thank you. Thank you, Al. We appreciate you. Um, so we've also got a couple other items here. What? In the f What's that? What the? He's a member of the Secret League. Why is he watching your stream and not mine? 
Because he knows where the better quality is at, pal. All right. Still coming. Uh, All so right. We got a couple other comments here. We got uh, Jack on YouTube hit us hit up our last show. He said, "Loving Gar's human psychology experiments with the trash at work keep us updated." Uh, some guy did end up taking out the trash, but he's also not an executive. He's like the only other guy up there besides the admin that uh, has taken out the trash. So it was, it was a repeat offender or a repeat uh, actual job doer. So the executives are still too good for us, Jack. It's 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 just not right. They can take out the trash too. Um, he also said, Oofta, Josh coming at us hard, not even seven minutes in, with only 99% uh, correct statements. So, Josh, that was when you were burying the victorious POD for uh, having a bunch of fake bot accounts that follow them on on YouTube and the whole quality over quantity thing. Any, any response, Walters, or are all your subscribers quality? No. Oh, okay, well. Lastly, Josh, you better pay attention to this one. I know you might not want to, but Al said, um, in what world is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air a kid's show? It was originally on NBC, then got picked up by Nick at night. Kids are asleep at night. Josh, your response? Um, I mean, it's possible that that goody two-shoe kids were asleep at night, but when you're a kid like me, uh, growing up on the streets, you got to watch that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> growing up on the streets? What do you mean? I grew up on a Lincoln Street. I didn't have no avenue after my street. Christ. Walters, is for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air a kid's show? Negative. It's a family show, but it is not technically a kid's show. Yep, I saw it last week. Audio mm -hmm. Island. Walters is backing me up now. Probably not the people I'd want to back me up, but that's who I got. Not a kid's show, oh. Josh. That's okay, because we said shows you watch as a kid. That's okay, and I still hate you. All right. Uh, I hate me too. So you, you had no other fan interaction there, Walters? I do want to respect the victorious POD. I have one thing left that I do want to say for the Fantasy Zone if you're all done with your Oh, yeah, we're all done. Stuff. We forgot our sponsors, but that's okay. about it. Yeah, well, not me. I had my anniversary yesterday, and my wife got me two of these 750 milliliter uh, alloy brewing beers and this one here is um i don't even know how to pronounce it because it's german but beer. it is 150 milliliters of oktoberfest beer so i'm popping this bad boy right Take now it and it's everywhere. i got yeah let's go i got the arnie and i got a pretzel bun you uh people only people my size would snack on pure carbs but pretzel bun josh what do you got um well i had uh two pumpkin cinnamon bars or uh cookies that my lovely wife made i ate those because i was waiting i was trying to wait for the show start but half hour late and then i had tequila and i drank that while waiting as well you know what i respect it and it All happens right, so those are our sponsors. That was the Fantasy Zone slash Fan Interaction Zone. Um, all right, let's move into the two this week, three-minute drill. And uh, I warned people early that this is going to be a longer pod, but that's just the way it goes when there is three of us and two podcasts to accommodate. 
So, Walters, normally you and Jack will go on the kind of a longer spiel, breaking down games, talking about plays, talking about this and that. We used to do that, but because we are the better podcast, Josh and I have evolved, and now we've broken that down into just 60 seconds a person um, because the people want us to move on and uh, get to some more entertaining stuff. Uh, how, how do you feel like – do you feel like you enjoy the more long-form breaking down games, or do you think the two-minute drill has any merit? How do you feel about it? Um. I'm about to be controversial here. Are you ready? Okay. Two-minute drill is superior. Oh. So there is some uh, there is some dissension and some conflict within the victorious POD. I hate to see it, but... Didn't I say week eight? I don't know what the money line was. <laughs> the over-under? Yeah, it could have been. Just... Hey, look. I, I have preferences on everything. I'm sure you guys don't agree on everything, but Jack is the creator and the writer of our show, and I will respect his segment. And guess what? We're doing all right. We're doing okay. I'll handle it. It's good. I mean, we got to talk about real football every once in a while. We can't just be all hoity-toity and come up with our fave five lists all the freaking time to take up half our show. But you know what? That's cool. We'll talk about real football. I mean, you say that, but at the same time, it's usually both Jack and you, especially Jack, who participates in the Fave 5 every week. So, I mean, it's whatever. Uh, anyways, um, we're doing the three-minute drill. So, if you weren't listening, well, actually, here, let's let Al describe the uh, three-minute drill. All right, so I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. 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 A lot of pressure. And here we go. All right, so uh, the order, it's going to be me, Josh, then Walters, and then uh, for week eight, it's going to be Walters, Josh, and then Gar. So, Walters, we're putting you right in the middle, so we'll protect you no matter how bad you are. You go last in the first one and first in the second one. Um, are you Are you both ready? Born. Yep. Ready. All right. Got to wait for my computer to load. There we go. <clears throat> All right, so... No Vikings games last week, which means the Vikings unfortunately could not get one game closer to Trevor Lawrence, but we also didn't get one game farther away, so I suppose those balance themselves out. Um, I was rooting for the Giants on Thursday night. They let me down. Falcons let me down. Bengals let me down. Texans let me down. The Jets somehow were competitive, and they let me down. Cowboys were a train wreck. Jaguars couldn't do it. I'm rooting for all those teams this year, but so far they have been massive disappointments. Also, Vikings, where's the fire sale? Get Thielen out of here. Get Let him go win a ring. Rudolph, Reef, Barr, Kendrick. I guess Barr's injured. Kendricks, get him out of here. Just let him go win a ring. That's probably what they want. If we're going to be rebuilding, rebuilding for a year or two, where is the fire sale? We need it, and we want it now. Also, Justin Herbert got a win. I called it. I predicted it. And he did so in electric fashion, putting up a lot of yards and some tutters. Justin Herbert, I love you. Josh? As Garlic alluded to, Jets, they definitely took a nosedive. Um, they left at halftime after thinking 30 minutes was enough time to hold on to that lead. Um, and, and it's becoming clear to me that the only thing worthwhile, the only Jet worthwhile is the one that they arrive in games to, in games with. Um, Bucks at Raiders. It's the pirate on pirate action Brad's always hoped for. It's just not what he had expected. Um, and so it was a little bit of a disappointment, I'm sure, for him. But that was a, that was another game where some old saggy balls, uh, you know, dragged across some younger ones. 
Packers at Houston. The cheese-guzzling brat snorters put a whooping on Houston so bad that Houston's ancestors say it's racist. It was the Minnesota bye week, as Garlic said. Some say it's not a loss, but Cousins is still your quarterback when you wake up. So, let's face it. He's going to win you six, lose you ten, and you're going to get pick eight. I don't want pick eight. All right, the Steelers are still undefeated. A missed 45-yard field goal by Steven Gaskowski kept the Steelers undefeated while giving Tennessee Titans their first loss on the 2020 season. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Seahawks in overtime. Zane Gonzalez was able to do what Steven Gaskowski couldn't when the game was on the line. Also, I don't know why people are losing their marbles over how fast DK ran. You want to see something impressive? Go check out my 40 time on the Victoria's Secret YouTube page when I did my drills this past fall. Brady versus Belichick. I knew when I wrote this down Monday morning right away that all the major sports hosts, more major sports hosts would copy me. But in spite of all that, it does appear that Belichick should continue sending TV 12 his birthday card every year, thanking him for all the success there in New England. Free Fitzpatrick with Dallas losing their backup quarterback, the Red Rifle, to an illegal hit. It would appear that Dallas is in desperate need of a quarterback. Send Fitzmagic to Dallas. Free the beard. Let's go. Wow, that was that was a perfectly timed two minute drill or minute whatever for your first time. That wasn't bad, Walters. Ask I may I have to ask you a question. Did you practice that? Did you rehearse that? And how did you know it was going to be perfect? I timed myself. <sighs> I come prepared. Well, I don't have it down. I'm going to be free rolling on this one. Josh, were you paying attention? He he prepared. He rehearsed. He timed himself. What? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, so, Walters, like I said, you're going first uh, the second time around. Josh, you will still be second, and then I will take us home, boys. Uh, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right, looking around the league, it looks like we are going to have a ton of divisional matchups this week. We're going to have Minnesota at Green Bay. We are going to have Pittsburgh at Baltimore. We're going to have San Fran at Seattle. We're going to have Dallas at Philadelphia. We're going to have, I don't know. We got we just got football games going on. It's football time. Football time. Uh, I, I don't know. I still think we should free the beard, man. Free the beard. Bring, bring Fitz Magic to Dallas. I can't tell you how bad that... <clears throat> Dallas needs a quarterback right now. They cannot tank. They have too much talent. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, is he actually going to like not fumble the football this week? Who knows? I mean, tune in find out. They're playing Philadelphia, 720 NBC. Is that a minute yet? I got, got about... Still, still got about probably 15 seconds. Oh, man. Can you talk about, you did think, you already uh, talk you about think, Green Bay shafting the Vikings? How about Josh Allen looking crap like the last two weeks, maybe three weeks? Is he going to like do something against New England this weekend? Tune in. Find out. 12 p.m. CBS. Josh, this is you. All right. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to really wing it, Walters. First, you got to start off with a little bit of an introduction. Hello, folks. I'm Josh. We're going to talk about some week eight football here. As Walters mentioned, we've got some divisional matchups, starting with the ever hot Atlanta Falcons, one of the only teams to get score a game losing touchdown, I'm sure. I'm um, going up against Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater's um, Teddy Bridgewater, also known as the knee, uh, the man Carolina needed. Um, 
They're three and four. He's currently hoping to put a whooping on them, Falcons. Steelers at Ravens. Surprisingly, Ravens are the favorite in this game. Even though the Steelers are six and all, that defense is going to be scary. Stop the run, have some fun. That's how you win the game, Steelers. Going on to a time in Miami, playing against the Rams. Now, Aaron Donald, he's kind of a beast. Um, Two is coming off of an injury. So, Walters, you might get your wish. Fitzmagic might get freed. Um, skipping down. Go, Grogar. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. All right. Josh already talked about it, but my bandwagon starts no later than Thursday night. The Atlanta Falcons are taking on the Carolina Panthers, and I am rooting harder than I've ever rooted for any team for that Atlanta Falcons to win a second game so they're not in contention for the number one pick. Pittsburgh at Dallas, or at Baltimore, excuse me. Josh also talked about that. Uh, I, I've been talking about Pittsburgh the last two, three weeks. These guys are a great team. Pittsburgh is officially back. I'm calling it right now that it'll be Pittsburgh versus Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. So if you want to save the tape, if you want to tell your friends, uh, Gar said it first. Is there any chance the Jets beat the Chiefs or the Giants could beat the Bucs? Probably not, but a boy can dream. Josh, make sure Gerby and the pack know to don't uh, to don't be gentle. I want there to be nothing left in our spirit so this team doesn't even think about trying this year. Green Bay first Minnesota this weekend. Let's get her done. And that was the three-minute drill. Walters, this is a uh, segment from your podcast. Uh, you call it Purchaser Pass. Uh, someone else might call it Minner Mount. Just depends on who you are. But why don't you tell us all about this segment and uh, what's it all, what, what it is all about? Yeah, absolutely. Jack and I, we pick three topics, and we uh, essentially are buyers or sellers at this auction, and we present a topic. It can be fantasy. It can be NFL-related. Um, it can be off-topic. We haven't done an off-topic yet, but, I mean, it's not out of the question. And essentially we will go through and we will purchase or pass these ideas. If we like the idea, we will purchase it. If we do not like it, we will pass it. And then we'll revisit it in the next episode briefly and come up with three more. So coming in from last week, week seven, Jack posed the ever so easy question of Atlanta, Detroit, both have trash defenses. Do you think that the passing yards will, uh, supersede 500 passing yards and uh, we both purchased it and there was 678 passing yards total last game so jack and i both got that right jack thought that the vikings might look stupid last week um after who is the guy uh in after we traded in he thought that vikings might still do something stupid to look dumb he purchased it i said no and they did not do anything dumb and they he also him. proposed Le'Veon bell looks like shit What's that, Josh? Nothing. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. So uh, continuing on, Le'Veon Bell looks legit, which means we define it as he's getting a touchdown, maybe four to six receptions, 50 yards, either receiving or rushing. He had 39 yards rushing on six carries. I personally thought that's not a legit performance. We both purchased it, and we were both wrong. So uh, we got, well, we each got... Well, I got two out of three. I think he got one out of three. So I did better than him last week. Apparently, I know more about Suck football it, than him. Jack. Anyways, all right. So, <laughs> uh, moving on. So we're going to move into week eight. And I'm, I pose these questions to you guys. Uh, Melvin Gordon versus the Los Angeles Chargers, who is seventh against the run, uh, has a 13 and a half 
uh, point or more fantasy day in absence of Philip Lindsay. I purchased it. Josh, what do you think? Um, I said I, I purchased it just because I have a feeling um, since I'm going up against him this week, he, he's going to go off. Um, I just feel like my luck's running out. And so I think that he's going to get a solid 13.6. Okay. And Garlic? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pass this dog. I don't think uh, they're playing the Chargers. They should be playing for behind, even if Drew Locke's in there. Denver's just bad. I'll go ahead and pass. Okay. Moving on. These next two are kind of up in the air that's a little bit hypothetical uh if cmc plays this thursday which he has been taken off of the injured reserve list um if he plays this thursday against atlanta who is 15th against the run um i propose that he will have 16 plus fantasy points would you purchase or pass that i purchased it i'm gonna pass that like a joint boss um okay you have any reasons on why you pass that? He ain't playing. They may designate him off IR, but okay. he ain't playing. <laughs> but if he does play, it's not. He's not playing. This is if he plays. I, I, I clearly. They're not gonna. In, in, I mean, they're state. not gonna risk him um, getting further, furthering himself. Take a look at Michael Thomas. I, um, I think. Julio. I think Walters just wants you to answer if he does play. So just assuming no, he does. Okay. Well, he asked for a reason. I said that even if he does play, I don't think he's going to get the touches that would warrant 16 points. See, there you go. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Dar? Yeah, pretty much following the same reasoning. I'm going to pass. Dog. Mike Davis, even though he had a, a more of a down week last week, Mike Davis has proved he can do it. Um, so they don't need CMC to be the workhorse he has been, at least at this moment. So I will pass a 16-plus fantasy point week from the CMC on Thursday night. Okay, and the next one, Michael Thomas. Again, if he plays, he is playing against Chicago, who is fourth against the pass. Um, I propose 12 fantasy points or more this weekend if he plays. Do you purchase or pass that? And I decided to pass that. Josh, why? And Garland. <laughs> reasons. I just don't. I, once again, ease him back in. Targets. Um, Breeze's arm is weak. Yada yada. Well, that's tough. That's tough uh, for Michael Thomas and for Breeze, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I also did pass. Uh, sounds like we're all passing here. Um, even if he does play, um, it sounds like there's some a lot of conflict going on with him and the team. Maybe too much of a diva in that locker room. Allegedly on the trade block, whether or not it's true, they could sit this guy. Or maybe if he wants to get traded, he could do the old player, quote-unquote, fake an injury, tell the team he's injured, and no one will know his body better than him. So he could sit out himself. Either way, if he does play, uh, I could see the team um, highlighting someone else just to show them they don't need him. So whether it's petty, whether it's injury, whether it's whatever, I will pass the 12-plus fantasy points out of Michael Thomas. Okay, and I'm going to throw you for a curveball. This wasn't in the notes, but we're going to go over it real quick. Since Kenyon Drake is not suiting up this week, how do you feel about Chase Edmonds finishing as a top 12 running back this week? I'm not sure who they're playing. Josh? I'm sorry, I didn't. Chase Edmonds. Probably. I mean, top 12 is 
what, almost half the league. So yeah, I'd say he's going to finish. I'd, I'd say he finishes between that seven and 12 range. Okay. Eight and 12 range. See, this ruined my bit for the fantasy fun time because you listed Chase Edmonds as a guy you like this week. Unfortunately for both of you, specifically Walters, the Cardinals are on a buy this week. That is correct. So Chase Edmonds. Trying to think who they played. Chase Edmonds will be playing no one this week, so he will not surpass any fantasy amount that you propose this week. Unfortunately. This is why we do prep. You hate to see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, nice curveball, well, right in the stands. <laughs> Here, I'll I'll try and save us with the curveball that'll be even more controversial than Chase Edmonds. So, no, I'm not asking anyone to divulge anything about their personal ideology. But Walters, uh, this will happen before your next podcast. Certainly, we'll be podcasting on the night of it. Purchase or pass. The guy, the people you want to win their elections will win their elections next Tuesday. Don't tell us who they are. Just purchase or pass. The people you want to win will win. Josh? Pass. Walters? Pass. I'm going to pass as well. It sounds like we are all very depressed about who we want to win these uh, these elections. And I think that we might want different people, and we're all very pessimistic about it. So that is enjoyable. Uh, and there's an off-topic one for you there, Walters. So we even, we even got to break some ground here on this crossover event. You got one non-football related in there. Uh, Walters, do you want to bring us into fantasy fun time as our guest? Sure, I'd love to be doing fantasy fun time. Am I queued up? Am I ready to go? Yeah, you're ready. See, <laughs> fun time. We've done that one. You got to do it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> fantasy fun time. Perfect. I was pretty good. I don't know if we've ever had an opera one to date, so that I, I don't I'll think take so. that one. Yeah. <sighs> good job, Walters. You're you're breaking ground as well. Look at that. The crossover event. We're all making each other better. Wow, a lot of first tonight. A lot of virginities lost. Uh we always start the fantasy fun time with the grain of salt. Josh, what's the grain of salt all about for the people in the VPOD universe that don't know? It is typically a condiment used to flavor meats, uh, specifically. Um, we are you. Oh, it's not okay. Um, I mean, it's also use that. it as a tool on whether or not you guys should actually listen to whatever we've said so far and whatever we're going to say moving forward. Um, the grain of salt, you can trust us. You cannot. It is all up to you. But this is us trying to convince you either to listen to us or listen to someone else. Gar, do you want to start us off? Walters, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start. All right, this last week, I'm in two leagues. I'm in a dynasty and I'm in a redraft league, the Victoria's Secret Fantasy Football League, the best football league out there, by the way. Um, I got smashed in that league. I, I, I didn't even break 60 points last week. I, my, team was, my team was terrible. Do you have that bit? Your team is terrible. Can, can I get that? I don't have it right now. Sorry. Ah. All right, Um. so... Um, and then I'm in the deflate these balls league, which is a dynasty league. And I crushed in that league. Again, I had over 114 points. Um, I'm in second place in that league combined between the two records. I, uh, um, so with being in two leagues, uh, up to date, I am eight and six for a total of 14 matchups, which is a winning percentage of 
but I was able to get a hold of the uh, information or the algorithm produced by the Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated um, company. I don't know what you guys call it. Anyway, I'm 87 and 67, which is good for 56.5% between both of my leagues. So I'm doing all right. Not bad for a white guy. Um, I'm also still alive in the guillotine league and I am sitting in seventh place in your hood play along. So well, just, fancy. you're just killing it everywhere, pal. Trying Josh, how salty is your salt this week? Well, I lost one gar. No. Yep. Just one though. Five and one <laughs> across my, my leagues here. Um, so that brings me up to five weeks of just five and one. Two weeks at four and two. So I am 33 wins, nine losses through this year so far for a 78.6% win percentage. And I see you shaking your head and, and I'm just as shocked as you are on this number. And I'm trying to go through and find some overlap of players as far as who might have been contributing to this the most. And to be honest, the only overlap I have in most of my leagues is J.K. Dobbins on my bench. <laughs> Never started him. <laughs> I'm just afraid to drop them <laughs> at this point. Um, and then the numbers for the uh, Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated intellectual property, comma, preview thing. Um, I'm sitting at 248 um, wins, 130 losses, 66% overall win percentage in that. So I have been getting lucky um, in some of the leagues. Gar, how's I mean, your undercarriage? <laughs> my undercarriage is certainly saltier than yours without a doubt this year. I've talked about it lots of times. I am barely cracking 500 around the board. Had a 3-2 and two week last week, so that's not too bad. Uh, overall, just 20 and 15 are my raw wins and losses on the year, so that's a 57% winning percentage, but that's boosted up by a team that is now trash, so that's going to... The percentage will drop here as the weeks continue. Using the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am 203 and 196 on the year so again very extremely even betting 500 across the board pretty much i um i'm not running away in any league i'm going to need a chip on a chair and a hope and a prayer to win any championships this year but as long as i get into the show that's all i need baby just give me a chance and let me get lucky so I'm much saltier than Josh. So for fantasy advice, listen to him. Um, Walters wouldn't be that bad either. But if you want to listen to me, you might as well flip a coin instead. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Everyone else stopped talking or just uh, was doing their own thing. So uh, we're going to move on to uh, go on to the FanDuel leaderboard that Walters was talking about just a little bit. So um, we were blowing up the group chat today, so everyone in here should be pretty familiar. But some some way, somehow, the Levi Carmel Bear Oki won last week's contest with 155 points. Um, are you guys happy for him? Are you embarrassed by being beat by him? How do you feel about this illustrator knowing literally nothing about football beating you in a fantasy football contest? Uh, didn't he win I can chime as well one at a time please no okay Walters I'll, I'll designate you to go Walters I just want to know where I can get those three spreadsheets that he's using I mean that might help 
Me. Let's be honest. I mean, his his three spreadsheets are just better. him highlighting cells in the shape of a penis. Um, <laughs> yeah, how, but, how, uh, oh, go ahead, Josh. I, I had to correct myself. I, I asked if he had won week one because I know we had mentioned him doing well week one. Nope, my wife won week one, actually. So, whoops. Um, yeah. So... But no, good for him. I'm happy for him. It was maybe his maybe his fiance is the reason for his sudden football interest. Could be. Uh, for more of the lurkers in the group chat today, especially especially Brian Knup, the elder statesman of the uh, podcast play along. How do you think he felt about all the talk of dicks, specifically flower dicks, blowing up his phone this morning? Well, I mean, he's probably interested to have a new background on his phone. <laughs> That would be incredible. Uh, I know Nikita's in there. I believe off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure Nikita and Bradley are the only two females playing in the podcast play along. So I'm not, I don't know how they feel about all these all this dick talk, but uh, it's it, it's interesting. Most of the people in there can talk trash with the best of them, but I don't know how many people want their phone to be blown up about dicks on a on a Tuesday morning. So hopefully that left uh, didn't leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth. It was a flower dick, so very tasteful. Yeah, I was going to say that I don't know enough about flowers to actually tell if it's a uh, correct drawing of a flower or if it was an actual um, like anatomical dick. I haven't seen one of those in a while either. So You're um, telling me, pal. Third grade. So I'm just going to go ahead and go ahead and invest all my stock in um, in, in Levi Oki, Carmel Bear at LeviOkiIllustrations.com or whatever. I don't know his tags. Um, I'm going to go ahead and invest all my stock in him being an anatomically correct illustrator well that's all you can ask for at the end of the day uh we will move on to the best values and the leaders of the week eight and my phone of course was loading and now it doesn't want to load but we're back baby so the leaders in the week eight cunt come on phone what are you, what are you doing to me the most valuable pick was Thank the you. kansas city chiefs defense with 24 points 5.22 times their value uh so good job there the top scoring pick Justin Herbert with a league high 38.48 points. Ladies. Um, the highest scoring pick wanna... was not Air Bear, in case you're curious. It Top was... scoring pick, yeah. It was Tyler Lockett. I, I'm reading it off the screen right here. I mean, Tyler Lockett had 45.5 points. How many did Justin Herbert have? 38.48, but nobody picked Lockett, apparently. Oh, I see. You're saying the highest-picked player. I see. Sorry, yeah, yeah I, I, I go into the leaderboard thing. You can't... You won't focus. There we go. Oh, and then the most... That's not... This might... You know what? I might be in the wrong week because Justin Jefferson <laughs> was listed as the most uh, valuable pick. No, that, yeah, that was last week. So, like Josh was saying, now that my phone loaded, Tyler Lockett, most points overall. Justin Herbert, second. Devonta Adams, right behind Herbert. He actually tied with Kyler Murray, uh, Devonta Adams did, for third. And then Tom Brady was number five. When you sort by values, like Josh was saying, um, we got the Kansas City Chiefs in there at third. Top value was Tyler Lockett, though no one had him. 6.1 value. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. was a 6.1 value as well. Kansas City Chiefs 5.2, Air Bear, um, Herbie 5.1, and then Tom Brady was a 5.0. So those were the top performers. And uh, like we'll get into right here, I told people to draft uh, Justin Herbert uh, on their team last week, and uh, Nikita did. I saw that. Either of you guys have uh, Herbert on your team? Because I didn't listen to my own advice, but you would have got lots of points. 
Nope. <clears throat> I decided to go with one of the most expensive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't. No, hang on. Sorry. I got a, I got a message on... I got a message on Discord from none other than Bishop. I get shitty daily fantasy help here too, Josh. I didn't play big herbs in daily fantasy, but I did just pick him up for streaming last week in this league. Dude's torching right now. Thanks, Bishop. Who's Bishop? Don't worry about it. Then they got a message in Discord. Is that your Galaxy Quest group, friend group? Sure is. Cute. <laughs> Oh, Shizzle, a shout out. You're welcome. Um, uh, so he might be one of the people watching the live stream right now. Um, I don't know why. Uh, we have one concurrent well, viewer. That's him. Give him some respect. Damn. Um, I did not have Herbert. I actually had him in. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to shift some things around since Jones isn't playing. And uh, ended up taking him out for Patrick Mahomes. And uh, He's playing in the since. snow. He should have known better. It was a snow game. Oh, I like the snow. Uh, speaking of uh, Aaron Jones and people we liked last week, so Josh, just to recap the advice we gave, you listed Aaron Jones, and then it looks like you went back and did a little revisionist history in there and put J Aaron Jones slash Jamal, even though you didn't mention it at all last week. Do you want to care to explain yourself? Um, I, I, I put that in there thought, thinking at the time that I had said Aaron Jones or Jamal, depending on if he plays or not. Nice glasses, by the way. Um, and I realized that I think I had meant, I think I had said that about that Atlanta wide receivers instead. Um, and so I do um, regret the adding that because I don't like when you call me out. You think we wouldn't notice, huh, pal? Me and Aaron Jones, obviously we're the same. You can tell by the glasses. You think we wouldn't notice? Same, same figure as well. I'm sure the same speed absolutely the same speed so josh go through your list real quick we already mentioned aaron jones who were the other two you had you had recommended and how they do uh, i had stafford at atlanta he had 18.4 not quite as good as herbie and then hopkins at seattle with 19.3 uh, i recommended or i liked kenny g versus atlanta 14.4 um <laughs> hooking up with stafford there then we got Herbie versus Jacksonville, obviously 38.48. And then Singletary, I thought, would be a slam dunk against the Jets, but he only got 5.7. Uh, Walt, so, oops, sorry, please, Gar, Josh. Sorry, before Walters goes, uh, Gar, you got a shout-out now from Bishop. Um, he wants me to let you know um, he loves the reflection of the porn that you're watching on your second monitor in those glasses. Uh, speaking of porn, hold on here. Uh, let's just – I said I was going to work this into the stream, so here we go. So there we go. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, so, Walters, did, where, did you find yourself – so I'm looking at your list here. Did you find yourself a Chase Edmonds replacement for Week 8, or who do you like in Week 8? Who might be in your podcast play-along fantasy uh, FanDuel lineup? Uh, for this week, I am not prepared for that. Um, oh, I hear – Josh? Mike you, Davis. Mike Davis. Um, I mean, I know he's a little bit more expensive. Uh, you're not going to get him on the cheap. Um, even if I, even though I purchased CMC to come back, I know that most likely he's not going to come back. I mean, I'm going to listen to my voice of reason and Mike Davis has shown that he can produce fancy points, um, in, in abundance. So I would say him another player that I really do like, uh, this week, um, Travis Fulgram. He's going to be super cheap. 
Um, he, he's a uh, kind of a no, uh, he, I don't know if he's a rookie, but nobody really knows much about him. He's blown up the last two weeks. So, um, I'm going to be, um, most likely looking at him. Um, if Deontay Johnson does play, I would also recommend Deontay Johnson, but I'm not sure how bad his injury was. I knew, know that he did blow up for me last week. And it does seem like even when Juju Smith Schuster is there, uh, big Ben, Loves to throw to Deontay Johnson. So those are my three players that I would double digit targets every single time he starts and plays a full game or almost a full game. You did accuse him of being the new Kevin White, though, Josh, just to be clear about where you stand on Deontay Johnson. I did accuse him of that? Yeah. You said Deontay Johnson is the new Kevin White. When did I say that? I mean, I'm not wrong. (laughs) Is it a text message like a week or two ago? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not wrong, but yeah, he is the new Kevin White. Um, as far as my fantasy fun time, people that I have an eye on this week, Ryan Tannehill at Cincy. Tannehill's been having a solid year, um, and, and they're going up against Cincinnati, so I have a feeling that he has the opportunity to put up some points there. Um, Roby Anderson versus Atlanta. That Atlanta defense is porous, and um, – Roby Anderson actually took off quite a bit after getting um, moved to Carolina instead of uh, suffering under Adam Gase's um, evil offensive mind. Um, and then Jamichael Hasty against Seattle. Jamichael. Yep. Running back. I'm sure you can get him on uh, Daily Fantasy for about tree fitty um he is uh i mean i think he was a he's a rookie but he's a practice squad guy um but obviously that entire team's hurt seattle's offense or defense isn't necessarily the legion of boom um more like the legion of legion of have some room here you go and take some take some yards um and so jamichael um i think is someone that if you're struggling to find a cheap option going with him um might be a good play I like it. And uh, what team does he play for, Josh? Oops, sorry. If you don't know who, then you can't know. No, uh, he's San Fran. He's a San Fran running back. That's what listeners know. Thanks. Uh, so, um, so Josh, by the way, your buddy Bishop, I'm guessing his real name is Todd because he is starting to blow up our YouTube chat. He says, this way I don't have to harass Josh in Discord and I can double your viewers. Adam G, hashtag worst coach, coach ever. He also says... He also says, can't hashtag let Russ cook with a good defense. So he's uh, he's talking about Russell Wilson there, pal. Uh, he's not wrong either. <laughs> uh, guys, I like for week eight. Uh, I'll just try and speed it up here because we still got plenty of pod left and we're almost an hour in. Uh, Derek Carr at Cleveland. Derek Carr's been putting up numbers. John Gruen's pushing him. I like Derek Carr this week. Devontae Adams versus Minnesota should put up 70,000 points. Uh, that's a simple one. And then Miles Sanders versus Dallas. Dallas is not the team they were. Their defense has been terrible. It's most notably in the secondary, but um, if they get up early, Miles Sanders will have a field day against this team. So I'd like Miles Sanders for at least 20 this week. And those are the guys who might be in my FanDuel lineup. Walters, uh, we're introducing into the fantasy fun time for one week and one week only the swimming upstream segment. Tell us what it is. Tell us about it and tell us how it's been going. So Jack thinks he is a guru at fantasy and he just wanted to just flex his fantasy knowledge. So he came up with the idea of integrating a segment where we will look at all of the quarterbacks that are on our waiver wire in the Victoria's secret. And he will pick one and we will put it up against the 
uh, see where he finishes against the top 12 quarterbacks in our league. And on our stream, you can now see that um, after seven weeks, uh, these are kind of the standings uh, for the season long after last week. Uh, if you were to follow Jack's suggestions, Jack would be, he would have, or you would have the number three quarterback on the season. You would have acquired 174 fantasy points by streaming the quarterbacks that he picked. Uh, the notable quarterbacks above that were Kyler Murray at 195.6 points and Russell Wilson at 107. That's not right. I, that's a typo. Uh, but Russell Wilson was in second place. Um, moving over on the left-hand side of the screen, last week's pick was Justin Herbert. He finished at 38 and a half points. He was good for the, the QB one on the week. Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, all finishing below him. And so Jack's not here this week. So he was able to let me kick it off. And um, I'm going to pick the week eight streamer and Gar just mentioned his name a few minutes ago. It's going to be Derek Carr versus Cleveland. Cleveland being 20 ranked 25th against the quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr has the ability to keep up with high scoring games. I was looking at some of his previous fantasy outputs and, some of, the, some of his highest scores were against uh, prolific offenses. And the Las Vegas defense, to me, just seems exploitable. And Cleveland does have some big playmakers. So if Cleveland is able to put up big points, I believe that Derek Carr can counter. And he would be a fine Week 8 streaming quarterback. Garlic? Uh, so just to be clear, so Herbert was the guy that Jack recommended you stream last week, just so I make sure I understand that. That is correct. Yes, he was on our waivers last week. And in the victorious POD? That in the victorious secret fantasy football league, yes, Justin Herbert was sitting on the waiver wire. What kind of idiot league members do you have that lets Justin Herbert sit on the waiver wire? What kind of league is this? This is why I want in this league. You guys are all dumb. It's the same league that had someone forget to set a lineup and have to run combine drills last season. Oh, no. Do you know who that was? <laughs> The name's slipping right now. Can't can't recall. Um, all right, move, should we move on to the Hidden Oaks highlights? Let's do it. We should. We're we're getting close to my bedtime, and I haven't even had dinner yet. That's on you, pal. Isn't that your wife's job? What's Nikita doing? Why is she not cooking you dinner right now? Uh, well, she's in bed because she gets up at three thirty for work. She goes to bed at seven. It's not even seven yet. It's six fifty-two, so she's probably. That's eight the minutes to around. cook dinner. That's ramen. That's some mac and cheese. That's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So many dinner options. Still in eight minutes. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll probably make my own. Um, so I just can't use the stove, the oven, the microwave. I'm That's not allowed true. to handle electronics that have the capability of starting fires. Not after um, last time. The toaster's out. Um, it's no edible. <laughs> Snow's not edible. Okay. Um, but yeah, so moving on oh, to the Hidden Oaks yeah. highlights. It has a yellow flavor to it. It's delicious. Oh, the lemon snow. That's my favorite. Damn straight. Side yeah. bet number seven, overachiever. Guard, do you want to go ahead and just uh, announce who had won side bet seven? The team that had won with the most points over their weekly projection? 
Yeah, I noticed how normally Josh is usually a little lackadaisical in his note taking and his uh, his prep, and uh, usually I'm doing it Tuesday morning. But uh, it looks like Josh raced to do this side bet calculation uh, because Josh won the side bet by a large margin. Josh put up almost 200 fantasy points in our ESPN league this week, and his projection was still pretty high because he is the best team in the league right now. He's probably projected what like 130-ish, and he scored 197. So correct. Yeah, speaking of side bets, I did a little analysis myself, and I'll, I'll hold on to it. But let's just say, out of the three, two and a half years we've done side bets, I'm the only person possible that has never won one. So this is some sort of pyramid scheme that Josh is running, and once I figure out how he's doing it, I'm going to tear down the system and bring him to jail myself. So, Josh, what's you the week eight side bet that I also won't win? Um, well, if you want to start winning, you have to be like the rest of the league members and purchase your shoot bucks from me um, at a low, low price of four ninety nine a dollar. Um, and so, side bet eight, we have running away with it. It's the RB one and two with the most rushing yards. So no flexes. If for some reason we have a tiebreaker. Sorry, continue. We'll go with. Um, we'll go with whoever got the most points between those two people. That's fair. Nah. Make it up as we go. All right. We've got a Hammer Facebook post. We do. We do. So Hammer put on Facebook, and Josh, we're kind of going to get into it anyways, but Hammer put on the facebook.com slash hood pod last week a little picture highlighting the fact that both him and Jamie were extremely high in the points against. So he's basically claiming himself uh, as a victim, which I think is fair. Um, last two years, so we give away in our league, we give away 20 bucks for the team at the end of the year who had the most points against. And uh, the last two years in a row, it's been Garrett, so he's been struggling. But this year year it appears the mantle has been passed to someone in the Morset slash hammer family uh and when uh, hammer asked why or what specifically says what did we do to deserve this he's talking about uh jamie and him and he could be talking about jesse as well and so if you guys don't know jamie and hammer had a baby during the off season and that baby was supposed to be born right around my birthday and i told them they should name their baby garlina because obviously that makes the most sense that a beautiful baby girl and the baby came a little early which is fine so not around my birthday uh but they also last year and this year didn't want to play fantasy football for the naming rights of their child just like they did in the tv show the league and so i said that's ridiculous and this is a curse for you not letting us play for the naming rights of your child and so they named their beautiful baby girl dylan but uh, that should have been left up to whoever won the fantasy league um this year so kind of kind of effed up you've cursed yourselves hammer household and you get what you deserve Josh, how's your phone looking, pal? Good. <laughs> um, I was just looking at the numbers, and yeah, woof. <laughs> uh, they, they've, they've gotten scored on. So, yeah. Uh, um, sorry, Hammer. All right, so also last week, uh, Brad would not let me down if I didn't mention it. Brad uh, tickled my butthole. He uh, took me to town, took me to the cleaners. It was not fun. Uh, but, Josh, a little teaser for next week when we talk about the standings in depth. Where is Brad's power coming from? He has the least points against, and uh, it seems like every week uh, some, everyone's team of good players is just doing nothing. How is Brad doing this? What mythical power does he possess? Well, I don't know. When was the last time you had Cheez-Its? Last time I had Cheez-Its? Yeah. It's been a while. I haven't bought Cheez-Its in quite some time. Probably Same si- here. Probably so since I moved. maybe they have some sort of uh, fantasy suppression power. I don't know. 
we'll figure it out. Maybe if we tell him that there's like a duck call sale at uh, Gander Mountain on a Sunday, he'll forget to set a lineup. Perfect. Uh, Josh, you want to, I put in the notes, Josh goes to jail. Uh, so you were playing in the domestic bowl last week. And why are you going to jail, Josh? Uh, because I beat my wife by a lot in fantasy. Um, <laughs> uh, that pause there was not intentional. And, and FBI, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, first off, thank you for listening. Second, I did not beat her in that way. Um, moving on. Uh, Jesse is this year's Willie of 2019. That's kind of another teaser for next week. Uh, just going to show that uh, uh, the Morissette luck trickled down effect from uh, husband and wife to the the dirty uncle, I guess. Um, and then um, we'll look at the standings next week as we've alluded to. We've got some victorious secret vignettes. Before we get to the beautiful vignettes, as Josh put it, definitely not vignettes, but vignettes, I just want to give a little Bishop slash Todd update in the chat. He says, I love that punishment, gonna steal it, so Walter's the old combine drill bit you guys doing the victorious POD. You guys have inspired this Bishop guy, he's gonna steal that punishment. He also says to Josh, his wife was yelling at him to make her a sandwich before she went to bed. So Josh, another just another reason that you're a terrible, terrible husband for beating your wife and not making her a sandwich. Uh, all right. Victorious Secret Vignettes. Walters, take us away. I get to take a little break here. Right on. Yes, we are moving on to the Victorious Secret Vignettes. Normally, we just talk about the uh, We like the to call these bedtime league, stories. Bedtime stories? Yeah, it could be bedtime stories. Um, there have been a ton of trades. So unfortunately, we did not have any trades this past week. But we do have side bets. Uh, last week was the lucky sevens. It was the, uh, team who had the most sevens in any of their scores, player scores, and we do decimals. So, uh, whoever had the most sevens and spoiler, actually, it's not really a spoiler. It was more of a letdown. Two players won it because, um, and this is a quote, our commissioner was too lazy to come up with something different. So Jay and Jordan, both won this. Congrats on your two dollars and fifty cents. Um, this week, uh, the side bet is called Gronk's Rebirth, and it is the tight end, the tight end with the closest yardage of sixty-nine yards. That is closest over or under. Good luck to all of the tight ends out there in the Victoria's Secret Fantasy Football League. All right, we're going to be moving into our uh, Victoria's Secret. Uh, we call it the victory formation. I'm just going to transfer over to here. If you're watching our podcast live, you can now see our team scores this past week. Walters. I played Tyler. I've lost two games and Tyler's won two games in a row. I lost 58.7 to Tyler's 96.1. You guys can see all the players up there and I'm going to be switching them here. We're going to be moving on. Um, Ryan, Ryan scored an amazing 181.3 points to Katie's also amazing 121.2. To note, Ryan now owns the all-time weekly high score in the Victoria's Secret Fantasy Football League. The last high score was held by Cassie's husband, Kevin, in 2015. His score was 155.6. To note, if you're not familiar with the Victoria's Secret Fantasy Football League, we do not use PPR. That is standard scoring, you know, just your basic standard scoring. So 181 
I would be amazed if that was ever broken. It was absolutely ridiculous. Moving on. And switch. There we go. Foster, 81.5 to Josh's 91.3. Josh uh, coming back, getting a win after being served his first loss on the season. Alex what had 103.4 points to Ben's 75.5 points. Alex uh, needing a win pretty badly. Cassie. Cassie had a disappointing week. She faced Jay. I don't know why I don't have the score here. I forgot to write it down. But it was a nail biter of a score. Uh, I think it was in between. I think it was like less than three points. If I'm reading it here, I think Cassie had like 85.3 and Jay had 87.6. So it was really, really close. Jay getting his first win. Cassie, unfortunately, uh, losing to a winless team. And our last matchup that we have, Jordan faced Jack, my co-host. Jordan had 78.3, not enough to beat Jack's. 89.1. Jack is now uh, on a two-game winning streak. Uh, That is going to do it for our recaps. And just to quickly, and I mean quickly, uh, we are going to be going over our fantasy previews this week. I'm going to be facing Josh. I have here in my notes, well, I get revenge on from week one when I face Josh, when Josh kicked the crap out of me. And I'm also wondering if my team will finally score over 70 points because they haven't in the last two weeks. Katie is facing Cassie. It's the battle of the chicks. Alex might uh, might be paying closer attention to that than anybody else in the league. But will Katie hold on to her newly acquired playoff spot or will Cassie bounce back this week to uh, get back on the winning uh, on the winning trail? Jay is facing Alex. Will Jay start a winning streak? Or will Alex crush his dreams, his hopes and dreams? Jordan is facing Foster. Um, these uh, Both these players are sitting at three and four. So who will bring up their season record to 500 and who will drop to the bottom quarter part of the league? Tyler is facing Jack. Both of these teams are on two-game winning streaks. Whose winning streak will get snapped? And then Ben versus Ryan. I don't have anything there. So good luck to all of the Victoria's Secret Fantasy football teams this week. For those who want to know, who care, the uh, Fantasy Pick'em, they will be posted in our group chat on Thursday like they normally would be on, on our stream. So please still remember to get your picks into me by Thursday. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to go over? Fave five. With your, with your league? No, we're Fave, good. Oh, sorry. Fave five. Is, is, all that right. all, is that all the Vignettes you had? That's all the Vignettes. I know that you guys normally don't go into stuff that deep, but uh, our listeners seem to appreciate that stuff. I mean, we I have 44 followers. Or, I'm sorry. We have 44 You followers. could tell by all the feedback on your so page. To- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, we've done plenty of this already. There's only so far. It's only, that bit can only be so funny. Uh, but we will move into the Fave 5. We, we'll, we'll start breaking it down more once the playoffs get here. But all these thir- you know, 13 weeks of head-to-head matchups can get quite dull. We will move into the Fave 5, though, as Josh mentioned. And uh, this week's Fave 5 is we're going back to our football roots. We're doing non-homer active quarterbacks. So you can't throw a Brett Favre in there. You can't throw a Bart Starr in there. they got to be playing right now. Um, so Josh, I've asked you to queue up Brad's because Brad is, uh, we appreciate Brad submitting, uh, but he did it with no explanation. So what is Brad's fave five? Uh, 
uh, we've got, um, and I'm just going to go out there and say, since we have had a longer podcast, would you be okay with us kind of going through reading everybody's, letting them play through, and then we go through like our five, four, three, two, one instead of doing every other? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, because I got to go kick the shit out of one of my dogs. I'll give you a hint as to which one's digging up the carpet. Could be anyone. I thought you got rid of all your carpet. But she finds it. It's on the steps. It's in the rooms. Um, anyways, Brad starts off with Mr. Unlimited, a.k.a. Russell Wilson. Then Beard Man fits magic. Um, Big Ben coming in at number three. Patty Mahomes, two. And then that green and yellow 12 guy. I'm you, assuming Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that was his one. number one, or do you think he listed it one to five? Because I'm going to guess he listed it one to five. I'm guessing he listed it one to five as well, because Brad counting in reverse is just something I don't see happening very often. So, Brad, we, <laughs> we appreciate your fave five. Uh, no one else can read this one because Jack texted it to me. Uh, he said, didn't have time to submit an anchor voicemail this time with wedding slash honeymoon, but, and I guarantee he spent more than 60 seconds texting me this novel that he texted me. So I was like, bro, you obviously had the time, but dude on his honeymoon didn't want to send a voicemail for 60 seconds. Whatever, Jack, your fave five. Uh, I'm just going to read through it. No analysis this week for you. Bad boy. Honorable mentions, Fitch Magic, just such a likable guy. Alex Smith, amazing quarterback story, family guy. Had him in fantasy a few years back when he was with San Fran. Cam. <coughs> Excuse me. Cam. Love the highlight plays and dominant rushing long before he came to the Patriots. Four. Old two gloves himself, Teddy Bridgewater. Another feel-good story and huge comeback. Tough not to wonder what might have been if he stayed in mini. Number three, Carson Wentz. Super tough. I don't know about that. Puts up with tons of hits and keeps playing. That's not true. Has up has put up great numbers so far in his career, despite his whole offense always being hurt. Number two, feels like a lame pick, but Mahomes. Dude is so good. Does things other people haven't with no look. Behind the back, lefty passes, etc. Plus, seems like a good dude. Will be great for our league for years. Deck, number one, has been my guy in fantasy multiple years. Awesome dual threat. Only thing I don't like about him is he is on the Cowboys. Heartbreaking to see his injury, but excited to see what he can come back with. That was Jack. Josh, any chance you're ready, ready with Mr. Brian Knoop? Uh, No, not a chance at all. Um, I got it up here. If you, I mean, I just didn't want to read back to back, but I can read Brian Canoops if you want. You can read back to back. Yeah, no, that's fine. We like your voice. All right, we're going to keep flying here then. This is Brian's fave five active non-homer quarterbacks. Um, number five, Matty Ice. Not because he just picked apart the Vikes has been a long time favorite number nine all-time in passing yards he would be higher on my list if he hadn't gagged away a super bowl his career average of 271 passing yards per game trails only drew bees among active quarterbacks number four Derek carr getting some love in the long history of the raiders there is nobody who has more career starts than carr he will start his 100th game for the raiders this week and that was last week so Derek Carr gets a shout-out from the Bry guy. Number three, Drew Brees. I just like that thing on his face. That's his reasoning. Appreciate you, Brian. Must be uh, 
Uh, I'm not, won't even go there. Number two, Teddy Bridgewater. With him, it is about the story. Although he hasn't accomplished anything of note yet, I am cheering for him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously a favorite among the former or current Vikings fans. And number one for the Brian Canoop, Matt Stafford is second to Breeze in passing yards per game among active QBs. Didn't he just say Matty Ice was? I don't know. Um, anyways, quick quiz. Name a receiver he has had. Everyone say it together. Megatron. Okay, well, name another one. I would love, love, love to see him on a team that has a good GM and can put a squad together. Underrated, underappreciated, Matty Stafford. Apparently, Kenny Galladay doesn't count as a receiver. I think is pretty good, but whatever. That was Brian's list. Uh, we also got a couple voicemails this week, so I don't have to talk forever. We got a voicemail here from first time, not first time caller, but first time this year caller, Andrew Hamry. Boys, ready to listen to Hammer's beautiful voice in his fave five. Let's do it. Thank you. I need, I need that affirmation. I, I will give it to you. Thanks, Daddy. What's up, Josh and Gar? <laughs> I uh, just want to say that uh, great job with the pod. I always enjoy listening to it each week. And uh, with that, we'll get right into it. At number five, I have Tom Brady. I mean, let's face it, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle are the closest thing to American royalty that we have. Uh, also, fun fact, my homeroom teacher in the seventh grade was uh, Tom Brady's cousin. So I do have an autographed Tom Brady picture. Uh, at number four, three, and two, I got Mahomes, Wilson, and Jackson. Uh, I mean, it's just really fun watching these guys extend plays um, and make stuff happen down the field. Um, it, it makes me wish as a Vikings fan that, that we have a quarterback like that. Um, and at number one, uh, it may sound odd, but I'm going with uh, Jameis Winston. I mean, as far as entertainment factor, uh, I mean, there's nobody better. Uh, last year he threw 33 touchdowns and 30 picks. So um, if you're just looking for a drama-filled game, uh, you always got with Jameis Winston. So. I love the number one ad of Hammer there. Real quick, boys, what do you think about Jamie Winston, as he calls him, as the number one? About, I mean, that sums it up. Okay. Uh, well, Ted Walters, do you have anything you want to add? Okay, excellent. All right, this is Audio Al's Fave 5. Voicemail from Audio Al. Appreciate you, Al. I haven't listened to this one, so hopefully it's not too vulgar. All right, boys. Fave 5. Not homer quarterbacks. Let's go. Number 5, Josh Allen. Heard him on a podcast. He's super cool. Number 4, I got uh, Pat Mahomes. I don't think there is that much explanation needed there. Uh, number 3, Russell Hustle Bustle Muscle Wilson. I got family ties to Seattle. I'll hate him when they play the Vikings, but he's just – the touch on his ball is just amazing. Uh, number two, Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, fan fave over here. And number one, as of this year, Kyler Murray. I love watching this kid grow, and he's so freaking fast. I want my dollar this time, Garlic. I didn't get any, uh, any promotions from – the Hidden Oaks fan base. So, uh, yeah, Venmo me. Bye. 
Oh, audio Al, just incredible. Uh, I don't know if he if he recorded that in a purely uh, concrete room with a rotary phone because the audio was a little rough there for someone as prestigious as Audio Al, but we appreciate the voicemail nonetheless, and I apologize that we did not drive more business to your podcast, the land of 10,000 plus goons. I'm sorry people didn't join the 350 Club with the $1 discount, but maybe they will after I just repeated it this week. Uh, I've been talking... Um, I, I do think that he was getting into just a... Um, defend his namesake of Audio Al. He was getting into the Spooktoberfest, um, and he was recording in a spooky sense um, and trying to make it sound as if he were being dragged through the back alley um, of a concrete jungle. That's very possible. All right, I've been talking a lot. Walters, since we're just doing them individually this week, let's hear your fave five non-homer active QBs. Go. Fave five quarterbacks this quarterback hails from atlanta that's right i'm talking about matt ryan he is a gunslinger he should have multiple super bowls i was super sad when new england came back and just crushed atlanta he puts up huge passing numbers he's accurate as anybody in the league and the gm always seems to put weapons around him i really really wish matt ryan would have been a quarterback here in minnesota moving on we got a quarterback from tampa bay that's right i'm talking about none other than ryan griffin he has in his career he was an undrafted free agent acquired in 2013 by new orleans he joined the bucks in 2015 he has a total of 18 pass yards and a quarterback rating of 62 and a half but it's not about his his nfl play that i love it's the fact that he was an honorable mention in the Conference USA, all-Conference USA team in 2012. He was second in passing in his yards per game and fifth in passing efficiency. Ryan hasn't seen much of the playing field in the NFL, but he's definitely... <laughs> I'm sorry, Gar. He's definitely, uh, he's definitely learning under Tom Brady. Number three... I'm going to go with my boy, Ryan Finley from Cincinnati, drafted in 2019 in the fourth round out of NC. <laughs> <He's, laughs> I'm sorry. Drafted See, out folks, of this NC is a comedic genius you're missing out on. Just, just let him finish, please. I'm just going to move to my next two. Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Miami, free the beard. Uh, all right. Lot Thank of, you. A lot of Ryans in that group. What a great name. Fun fact, Ryan's my middle name. So you could have, I'm not an active QB, but I was an active QB in this, uh, the uh, Turkey Bowl last year. So I think that counts pretty much. I did declare for the draft for the third year in a row. Went undrafted yet again somehow, but I'd like to think of myself as an active QB. Uh, Josh, I'll give you the walk the walk off shot yet again. So I will go with my Fay Five here, real quick. Um, honorable mention didn't make my list. Teddy, I uh, couldn't do it. It's too much of a homer pick still for me, but I understand the love. And Herbie, too young. Dude's only played in six games, but uh, I love him early. The dude appears to have it. Number five, stolen from Josh's suggestion last week, is the boat. 
Blake Bortles. Ripping cigs and working construction. Enough said. Number four, I got Cam. I love this guy for being who he wants to be, even if he is intentionally extra all the time. Guys living his best life and had a great initial run with Carolina. Uh, I still think him and Billy B can figure it out, but time will tell. Number three, I got Stafford. A man Brett Favre respects is a man I respect. Kid has a lot of heart, especially for a guy who has been on a team that sucks for just about every season of his career. Certainly respecting the mantle of gunslinger well. Number two, Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, I think he's going to be on just about everyone's list. How can you not love this guy? Brain of a genius, heart of a plumber, as McAfee would say. So lovable, so respected, and the beard. Dude can ball, but the consistency issues are undoubtedly the root cause of his journeyman status. I love him even more for it, playing on, I think, 34 NFL teams uh, so far in his career. Number one, everyone knew who it was going to be for me. The P. Rivs. Formerly of the Chargers, currently of the Colts. Dang gummit. Shoot. I don't care. Dude throws picks. Dude loses games. But dude is a legend. Gunslinger. Iron Man. Trash talker. Love that guy. P. Riv. You're my number one. Josh, who's your fave five? All right. I'm actually going to start off by kind of giving a disclaimer here. Gar, you're, you're going to shake your head and you're going to have wide eyes and be shocked by my five and four. Um, but I do have some honorable mentions. Fitzpatrick, obviously honorable mention, Kyler Murray. Um, I do, I do think that those two are fun to watch. I love Fitzmagic's kind of sense of humor and all that stuff. Um, and, and there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league, but going into my top five, Fitzmagic didn't I, make your fave five. Okay. Sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. No, sorry. Just go ahead. Number Just five, go ahead. Just go ahead. Some, somebody that I have ripped in the past called a bad quarterback. And I still don't think he's necessarily, I mean, he's, he's talented. He's proved me wrong. I will say I was wrong. Dak Prescott, number five. So I'm surprised he didn't make anybody else's list. Um, him coming on about health this off season, that is something that kind of helped push him over the, the hill for me and, and or get him up that peak and make him into my top five. Um, anybody that's willing to come out, speak about that. Um, Brandon Marshall back in the day did the same thing. Um, respect them a lot as athletes. Number four, Tim Brody, the Tom Brady, um, say I can, I could say he's old, say he's washed up, say all that stuff. Um, he listens. So it's, but it's been what's fueling his fire this season. I guarantee it. Um, I'm the reason he's doing so well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stamp that. Um, but no, I mean, you got to respect where you came from, what he's done, um, as well as, um, what he's doing right now, uh, longevity in the league. He, he's so good. They have rules made up about him looking at you tuck rule. Um, <laughs> Uh, number three, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, anybody who is able to stay fit with Andy Reed's diet plan is probably just an unnecessary legend of a man, uh, coming in at number two, the mustached man himself, Gardner Minshew. I idolize this man. Not really, but I do think that the memes are making the memes are the reason he's number two. Um, but he is fun. He's, I mean, 28 for 29 his rookie year and passing in one game. And then this year he had a similar game. Um, he's got the talent. They just need to get the talent around him. Um, and he has a mustache. I mean, list um, coming in at number one, Minshew's mustache. It may not throw the ball, but it is active on that man's face. And let me tell you what, it deserves my number one spot. No, I'm just kidding. Number one is Matt Stafford. 
in the division, get to see him play a lot. But the one thing that sticks out to me, there's a clip of him early on in his career where he gets his shoulder dislocated on his throwing arm and he, they call a timeout. They, they have the backup going in and he's like, nah, basically goes in there, pulls the backup out and says, I got this. And then throws a touchdown pass for the win. You can hear the audio. It is great. He says, I threw my arm out. I got to go. And he just walks off the field. That man is football. Yeah, that's that's the most prolific clip he has for sure. He dislocates his arm, then goes in there and still wins the game. It is legendary. Uh, Walters, we appreciate you for everything you've done tonight. We will move into our outro now. Oh, I guess one more chat thing. Sorry, I don't want to turn my head here, but uh, Bishop slash Todd said P Riv is number one for grimaces, uh, grimaces per game. So y'all gotta appreciate Bishop and slash Todd in the chat. Uh, this is the outro, as I alluded to. Uh, we're coming in at just under an hour and a half. So I think we did pretty good, all things considered. Walters, how was your experience uh, crossover the sequel uh, this time around? I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a different element to this thing. Uh, you know, we, we're going to be uh, – it, it may seem a little bit more sloppy, but, you know, I think that the bits that we tried to do, I thought they I thought they were executed pretty well, and I enjoyed talking with you guys for the last hour and a half and change. Um I would like to say, if you like what you see, please visit us at www.acre.fm slash the victorious POD. You can sit there and you can find it. Uh, you can leave us a voice message. Hate mail is often welcome to. Our- <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Jo- Josh had to plug his pod like a million times on my podcast. So I just wanted to get him back on that. So that For- was, I, you had to see that coming. <laughs> For the record, I don't know what that was about because I don't know why we'd pander that crew. That crew knows Josh and I too well already. They're they're not going to come listen to this, but uh, we appreciate you getting your plug in. Uh, one more time, what was that plug, Walters? www. Oh, I'm gone, aren't I? Oh, no, you still got me here. slash the victorious POD. You can find all of our content there. You can also leave us a voice message. Um, Please, if you like us, find us on YouTube and subscribe. You know, I mean, we could use the extra follows. I mean, we're on our journey to 100 subs as well. So, you know, hit us up. I mean, we got content to talk about. If you like football, we love talking football. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, So, Walters, we do appreciate you joining us. And for all you Victorious POD listeners that skipped Josh's episode, I completely understand. But we are Facebook.com slash HoodPod, Anchor.fm slash HoodPod, the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, anywhere you can listen to podcasts and on the YouTubes. Uh, Don't forget to stay safe out there. COVID cases are just spiking through the roof, especially in many in the surrounding states right now. Political climate is crazy. But speaking of which, you've heard it from everybody else, but you'll hear it from me. Please go vote, especially learn about those down ballot races even more important than trump v biden v jojo v green party whoever the hell that is uh, those down ballot races are important you're going to vote for like 12 to 20 different offices i've i voted like a month ago so just be prepared for those down ballot races those are super important as well uh hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com is where you can email us we appreciate it and uh next week i'll be introducing the two dollar offer for new voicemail leavers if you've already left a voicemail for the fave five 
five, I will continue to offer you a dollar um, so you can uh, end up getting more money. But if you leave us, if you're a first-time voicemailer next week, I will offer you $2 just so I can train your behavior of leaving voicemail because I think the medium is better than text. Uh, yeah, be a friend, tell a friend, 100 subs, we want them to for that YouTube URL. Boys, do you have anything else you want to say? Oop, we got Kai on the cam for anyone who's just audio right now. We got Kai up there. Uh, so I don't think Josh will say anything else. But, Walters, any final words out of you, pal? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for letting me come in and destroy what your credible podcast once was. But now I don't know. I mean, if, if you're ever to lose subs, it's probably going to be after this podcast. But uh, I, I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you helping me out this week with Jack, me, and Gone. Um, I would like to do this again. Hopefully we can include audio Al sometime. Maybe I think it'd be fun to get all of us knuckleheads together and see if we can piece together some sort of stream. I don't know, but um, I, mean, I just want to say a three way. I don't know if, I don't know if YouTube allows orgies. <laughs> uh, and also I want to apologize to uh, my audience who is used to more of a family friendly with all the talks of male, um, you know, anatomy I don't, I don't i don't think we have to go any further than that uh, but, I, I meant um, i meant to play this during the show for you walters but since i didn't i'll play it for you right now hold on let me make sure it's not it's not too loud Boom wanted to just wanted to get that in there before the before we go but uh, i think that'll be our final words there folks josh thank you so much as always walters we appreciate you coming in even if it was a desperation move hopefully your audience liked it you can let us know though we won't care and uh hopefully our audience enjoys you even though we know they don't because uh they hated you last year for some reason without even knowing you so a lot of hate going around it's not fair but it's the world we live in everybody i don't know what walters is going to do but i'm going to transition to our outro music thank you so much beautiful people and Good night. Deuces. Bye, Bishop. All right, everybody. That is going to conclude our podcast. I want to thank you all for hanging out around here. I want you to um, go check out these guys, uh, the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Um, Their podcast is amazing, like I said. Um, These guys are really great. They're uh, some of the people that um, I I talk football most with. um, And my video just got cut, so I'm actually going to transition to something else quick um i just want to say thank you so much for coming and checking out our podcast um if you like what you saw i want you to hit the subscribe button on our youtube page i want you to follow us um on spotify you can find us on apple Podcasts. you can do any of that sort of stuff um i just want to say thank you so much for for listening i want to say thanks again to josh and gar you guys were amazing in helping me out um you guys have a great week. Good luck this weekend in football.